Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. I'm your host, Pamela Runes. Happy New Year. Welcome to the time of year where we all make promises that we can't keep. And we know we won't. We know we won't, but the allure of the fresh start, it's just too great. Myself included. You know, even as I was editing this episode... I got to thinking more about, you know, how I want to be mindful and more present. And I know I even mentioned this the last episode, but listening to my guest today reminded me, um, he was talking about, you know, how he would have like the mental freedom during the day to just observe. And then in the evening, get to kind of take those observations and turn them into something creative. And, you know, I got jealous. (laughs) I got a little bit jealous, you know, it's hard to stretch things out and examine what's going on carefully when I'm like always hurrying to the next thing, but like no one's forcing me to live at warp speed, but I don't know. I, I I feel stuck with how I am (laughs) in a way, even though I know stopping and and taking the time is really where it's at. I, I saw this TikTok. Uh, recently about um, how an uncountable infinity is uh, for example it's all the numbers between zero and one that you can't possibly count all the numbers there's just too many like like zero point zero one two three four whatever Um, I don't know how I got on math talk by the way (laughs) I think my algorithm is broken or something but anyway it made me think of creativity and how it's also like that infinite space where you could take you know, just the tiniest fragment of a moment and turn that into something interesting or a point of connection, you know, between two people. And that's really where, you know, all the good art and comedy especially come from, you know, paying attention, slowing down and like mining those moments. Uh, Oh, a great example of this would be the show How To with John Wilson. I don't know if you guys are watching this on HBO such an awesome show it feels simple you know he's just observing life in New York um but you know I know how hard it is to do to do that and just capture what's around you but as soon as I frame that like slowing down as some sort of creative opportunity then there goes my ability to just relax and let it happen you know because I'm constantly asking myself you know is this something (laughs) which feels like desperate and losery (sighs) yeah yeah I don't know do you ever wonder how effortless creativity should be like sometimes I really sweat it and the outcome is way worse (laughs) than other projects where I I don't struggle and I try to dissect like why it's happening either time and I and I really don't know um yeah all I know is the more I know the less I know anyway um so yeah that's a confusing note to start on but (laughs) okay so my interview today uh I was starting to get one of the worst colds of my life as I was recording this interview and you'll hear it in my voice wasn't COVID apparently Um, though it did prevent me from uploading this before the holidays and, you know, without further ado, here's my chat with the clever and talented Hiller Goodspeed.
that because you're uh, not um, uh, Canadian, right? You're American. Am I remembering yes. this correctly? <clears throat> yeah, I'm an American. I'm, I was uh, born in Orlando and I lived there and I lived in Florida until I was 23. Wow. So uh, did you come here? So you came here as an adult. Did you come for school? I did. So I, I had graduated, I had a, I got my undergrad in graphic design and I, in Florida, and then I, I moved to Portland in uh, 2010, 2010. Uh, and then I was there for a few years and kind of like doing design stuff and other odd jobs. And then um, when I first moved to Portland, I had met Aaron and we started dating uh, soon after. And then I think it had been three years I had been in Portland and it, it was fun, but not really much going on. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to, you know, jumpstart everything. And so I looked into, you know, going to school in Canada because that was a way that we could be together. Mm -hmm. So I, I went to UBC. I applied to UBC to get my master's in library studies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was kind of how I came up here. Yeah. So, okay. So you were a designer. Like, like what about design made you go? fuck this. <laughs> well, I mean, I got into design when I was like, you know, in high school and I really liked gig posters and there were some really cool like design studios nearby. And I would like, I would, you know, stop by every now and then and was really like enamored with the whole, you know, just the aesthetics of, of that world. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed school. Um, I enjoyed kind of doing my own thing. I, I've always enjoyed, you know, doing what I want to do. And then, uh, I worked in a few studios. I worked in one in Orlando, and then I worked in a few in Portland. And uh, I guess I, I didn't, it had never occurred to me that working in a design studio was like doing things that you don't personally want to do, but you have yeah. the skills and the like know-how to like, you know, execute. So I was like working on you know, things for like in Portland, like in for Nike and like Dell computers, like all these, all these like kind of names that were familiar, but really were like very boring. And like, I was like doing production work and like, I guess I, I knew how to do it, but it, it just wasn't at all like my dream of being like a designer. You know, what I was your think. dream like doing like gig posters, I guess? Yeah, <laughs> like I guess all I the fun stuff. Do, like, yeah, like gig posters and album covers. And like, I don't even know if I fully understood like how like jobs and like careers and like how like being an adult worked. Mm -hmm. So I, I was imagining this like really fun, like, you know, career. And it turned into, I mean, when I, you know, started doing it, it was dry and just kind of like, you know, working long hours on things that, you know, were, were cool, but uh, not, I didn't really have any personal, like, interest in that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Like, in Orlando, I worked for a firm that, that did all of the Orlando Magic's, like, branding, like the basketball team. Okay, okay. And so I was, like, I was designing fun, cool stuff, but it just, like, it, it was, it was a job. It wasn't thrilling. It, was, it wasn't thrilling, and it was, you know, like, full days, like, long days, and... It just wasn't, it wasn't the job that I thought it was going to be. Was it hard though? Like for you to step away from it? Like, did it feel like a hard decision or was it like a no brainer? Cause I feel like it's kind of brave to step away after already going to school, already being in the industry to just check it all. Did it feel easy or? 
Yeah, it was it was kind of like a mix of like a lot of things going on in my life at that time. But like I I worked at those couple studios in Portland and like my interest in that whole world just kind of like petered out. And I don't like I didn't really think about it so much. I started working other jobs just to like pay rent and stuff. But um, yeah, just kind of I mean, I, I still I still there's still a lot about design that I love and that I, I'm interested in and that like I did learn, you know, a lot about using like, you know, the tools and software and everything. It's but, applicable um, in what you're doing now. Of course it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was yeah. I mean, like I said, like school was very fun. Like I had a great time. I was like, you know, working on projects for my portfolio that were all projects I had made up for myself. So I was like doing the design that I wanted to do. And, you know, it was it was okay. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't great work, but I was having fun doing it. But uh, yeah, when the real world came, I, I just kind of like was disenchanted and decided to do other jobs for a while instead. And you didn't want to just freelance, just like. Well, not not initially. No, I mean, I I didn't really even know how to like do that. Like, I didn't even yeah. like think about that as an option. Like, I, I really like didn't know what I was doing. Like, I, I moved to Portland, like thinking that I would just have fun there and be a designer forever. And like, things were more difficult than I had planned. Wow. So okay, and then you go to be become like a librarian essentially. Yeah. And how was that switch for you? Were you like, I made the right call. I like, do you love it? Are you not disenchanted with it yet? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I, I work at uh, UBC and in West Vancouver. Uh, so I, you know, like in those, I would say from like, you know, 2012 to 20, like 13, I was kind of like trying to understand myself and what I wanted to do and what I thought I could do for a job because I, you know, I thought I could design, but it just like when I actually had to do that, it, it was very difficult for me and it, it didn't really work out. And so, I mean, I, I had a couple of friends that were going to library school and I spoke with them and, you know, I've always enjoyed books and I've always enjoyed, um, things like book like things like ephemera and like older like magazines and you know scrapbooking and collage and like that kind of whole like antique mall uh, mm -hmm. you know I, I like all that stuff and so I was trying to think of a job that I could do you know full-time and working in a library just seemed like like something I could stand to do and not mm -hmm. maybe burn out on because like also with design, it's like you're being creative for other people, like, you know, all day. And I found it really hard to like find creative solutions for, you know, corporations and, you know, people that, you know, needed work done, but, you know, they weren't really interested in your like really weird, you know, funny ideas. <laughs> they just wanted, they wanted like, you know, like a hard shell for their laptops yeah. that was like, you know, designed in a certain way. They didn't want you know, like funny drawings and things like that. Oh man. I wonder if, um, working in a library, like gives you like the mental, not that it's easy or anything, but it gives you like the space creatively because then when you get home, you're not burnt out and then you can create all these things. Do you feel that that has become the balance for you? Yeah, that's, that's very much the case. Like I, so I work as a library assistant at a, 
at Rare Books and at UBC. And um, it's it's quiet during the day. Like it's, you know, I think a lot about, you know, drawing and illustrating and different ideas I have, and I'm able to do my job and, you know, do it well and, you know, do everything there. But then, you know, I get home at the end of the day and I have like, you know, all these scraps of paper that I have like little ideas on and I get to work on things that I was only thinking about during the day. I mean, I think that's essential, like that time, honestly, for good creative. And it's so hard for people who are creative in their day-to-day job to like maintain that because you're constantly like bombarded with creative problems you have to solve yeah, and some yeah. of them aren't the ones you want. <laughs> yeah. And, and my job is like, I mean, there are creative aspects, but it's mostly not, I don't have to worry about like using that part of my brain. And so I get to like save that, like all those, you know, thoughts and ideas that I have. And I, I'm not exhausted. Like when I get home, I, I'm not like tired of like drawing things for people and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. I've been like, you know, working with books and like helping patrons and like, you know, signing people up for library cards. And You're making yeah. a real case for it here. <laughs> it's, it's really, it kind of, it's funny how it worked out because I, I mean, it, I, I work at a library, like I do like a lot of freelance design or illustration, I would say now, but it kind of just uh, came about because of, I don't know, me doing what I wanted to do and finding ways to like supplement my income and to, you know, like have a job and, have like dental insurance, but also like be able to, you know, do what I want to do when I have the time. Like your work is really, it's like deceptively simple, I would say, because I think what you're doing probably in your day is like observing and listening and gathering. And then what comes out, I think is, I don't know, these like charming, you know, bits of life really. And I think it's harder to do than it looks. Do you think that's true? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it takes time to do. Like, I, I think that sometimes people see, I mean, the drawings themselves don't always take me that long to do, but I often think about what I'm going to do for a long time before I put anything on paper. Like I often, you know, I have these ideas come from like the ether just from, they just, you know, show up one day, but I kind of have to work at them. And, you know, like I, my drawing style is just very simple. So I, I never really like learned how to draw like super well, but I learned how to draw enough, like well enough for me. And um, yeah, like oftentimes, like in my drawings, there's a lot, maybe there's more than meets the eye. Like when you first look at a drawing, like there's, you know, they they can be deceptively simple and that, you know, there's, there's a lot of thought that goes into them. Was your popularity surprising to you or like how did, or were you like pretty pointed in like trying to, you know, make it as an illustrator on the side? Yeah, I, I mean, I was drawing and sharing a lot on the internet, like on, I had a Tumblr, I still have it. uh, And I was sharing and drawing a lot. I would say in like 2012, 2013 is when I was, you know, producing a lot of stuff and just sharing it just because. And at that point, I wasn't really thinking about like a career as a freelance illustrator. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really like thinking about those things. I was just kind of sharing the things that I had made and hoping that, you know, people saw them and liked them. And so, yeah, just kind of accumulated over, you know, years of, you know, things became more popular and like more people saw my stuff. 
And then like I started, you know, getting emails from like the occasional person asking me to do something for them. And I was like, oh, well, like I, I wasn't really even prepared to like take on a freelance illustration career. But if you want me to design your like poster, like, sure, I'll, I'll do that. Or I can, I can do this drawing for you or I can do that. And it just kind of over the years, like those emails just kind of kept coming and I learned how to like manage like, you know, jobs and things like that, you know, as they came in. So it's, you know, that was, I would say probably 20, like 15, 16 is when I started getting more, more like jobs. And I kind of, again, hadn't never really set out to do that, but it, it just kind of happened. And I was, I thought it was cool that people were approaching me and asking me to do things in my style, like maybe like I find the solution, like, oh, hey, I, I want this. Like, could you help me, you know, draw this thing? I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how I want it, but like whatever you're thinking, we can work out a, a plan. And so that appealed to me. Like, and then I yeah, got to, I got to control. Yeah, I got to, people are coming to me and saying, hey, like, can you just, can you draw something for like, you know, this, you know, whatever it was. And it was really cool that they weren't asking me to like, you know, create like a Chicago Bulls logo and like, <laughs> yeah. they weren't asking me to do like production work. They were asking me to do a thing that would be fun for me to do. And, uh, and they were going to pay me for it. So that it's cool how that worked out. And how did the, did the popularity of your work change your relationship with it? Like, were you now thinking when you post, well, will people like this or were you, are you still pretty like, no, I like this, whatever, who cares if people like it or don't. Yeah. That that's also changed like over the years. I, I got a Instagram in 2017. I, I just hadn't signed up for an account and I'm, you know, eventually I, I thought that it would be a good idea to, you know, have, have more exposure. And so I signed up for that and I, you know, posted a lot and I, I do post a lot of, you know, whatever I want. But I would say at this point, there is like when sharing things on Instagram, for some reason, Tumblr isn't like this. But when it comes to Instagram, I feel like I have to think about like more of what I'm posting. And it's not just uh, I'm not just like posting like all these random things, uh, because for some reason, Instagram feels more like a, I'm not sure what it is, but it's like an intimidating feel where it's like I yeah, you sort of center yourself in a yeah, way. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. And like, it's, it's you know, I try not to. And sometimes I, I post things purposely because like they're kind of stupid and like I drew them on like a napkin and I just want to post something that doesn't really matter. But like I, I do get caught up in this headspace of like, okay, I need to talk about this thing or I need to, you know, share these images or I need to, you know, promote something, which is like something I'm really bad at. You know, so it's uh, there's more of like a, a business aspect to posting on Instagram that with Tumblr, it's it's never really been there. So I, maybe and that's just because I, you know, am so familiar with Tumblr and that's kind of where I got comfortable sharing. No, I feel like Tumblr is more like a journal. I don't know. It never felt as like like a gallery as much as. Yeah instagram for some reason yeah and it's it's like yeah it's not as formal and it just feels like a, like i can share things there that you know i i might want to think more about if i was to share them to instagram mm -hmm. 
and then oh god and then the web of things do you also have like a website like uh, aside from tumblr i do is it like insane when does it stop i, I don't know it's uh like my website's kind of funny it's it's pretty much been the same website for 12 years like i actually i've been meaning to i have my a little list here of like like edits i want to make to my website because it is kind of like stale like i haven't really i'll change like the image that shows up when you first land on the website but like i just threw together like you know drawings I'm like oh here's some drawings and here's some posters that i did and here's a collage work and a few gifts and here are tattoos that people have gotten of my artwork and like i i think like mostly nowadays i just update the tattoo like section and like and i don't really I haven't really like showcased my work in the best way or in the most like efficient way. And I, I did kind of think about that recently and I, I do need to maybe make a few changes. Are you over your work after you're done it? <clears throat> like for me, like after I'm done, I don't care. Like it's hard for me to like go back and maybe document if I need to or put it up. I don't know. I'm already on to the next thing. Are you like that yeah I, I feel like once uh once i've done something i'm kind of like you know i i put the fold the files into a folder and put them on my hard drive and i i don't really i often don't you know think about them again and it's just kind of like a way to you know like everything i'm drawing and making is something i really want to make at the moment and like sometimes i record you know ideas that i have for drawings and then it, it sits for six months and i revisit that list and all the ideas are just like not exciting and just kind of boring whereas like in the moment if i had you know drawn those things they they could be kind of fun drawings but like ideas kind of age and you know once i get drawings out oftentimes i'm i'm just kind of not really thinking about them anymore and when i have to compile things for a website i'm like oh uh i guess i'll just grab these you know 12 images and that's here are my drawings like mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard to to really care about them like as much as I did when I first created them. Are you um, a stubborn person, do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn. Uh, I mean, luckily, you know, with illustration stuff and it's just me and I'm so I'm kind of stubborn with myself. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, I, I try not to be, but, you know, it there are sometimes I do. You got standards, damn it. I do. I mean, and I have like, I have my own world inside my head and like maybe sometimes I'm hard on myself or I won't let myself give an idea, like let it go. Like I have to continue working on it. But um, so mm -hmm. I am my own boss and I, you know, I take it easy on myself sometimes, but there are, there are other times where I'm more, I try to kind of, you know, rein myself in and really, you know, get something done. As have you ever done a project for someone where you just like couldn't, you weren't happy with it, but then the deadline was up. So you just had to give something. Yeah. Those, those are like the nightmare like projects and it's not a nightmare because of the client or what they're asking me to do. But sometimes I'm being asked to create something and I don't have a solution and I, I might come up with ideas, but like I just, like, I just don't, I can't like create like whatever it is they're asking me. And then, yeah, the deadline is four days away. And I just like, you know, I'm struggling. And like, that's when I like talk to my partner, Erin, because she often, you know, will sit down and like, give me some ideas and like, you know, help me like 
you know, slow down a bit and maybe think of it more. And, you know, maybe it's not going to be an illustration that I love dearly, but it'll be something that, you know, the client will, will enjoy and will, you know, it'll do for the project. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to ask when you're thinking through these projects, are you writing mostly or are you also like sketching things or are you just like thinking things through like in words or like what's your method? I, I think a lot and then I draw like a, I just have like drawings everywhere, but I, I do a lot of like sketches where it's like not even a formal sketch, but just like, you know, I have like a lot of post-it notes and like little slips of paper. And like, I just kind of draw, you know, an approximate like idea of what I'm thinking and then I'll put it in my pocket. Like I said, you know, I get home from work. I, you know, pull out all this paper. If I have an idea that I'm trying to think of throughout the day. And uh, usually I can like mentally look at a sketch and, and envision what it's going to look like, you know, when I've added all the colors and textures and like, you know, all the details. So I, I do kind of, you know, have to sketch things out, but uh, not, not in like a formal way, just kind of like a, you know, uh, just loosely drawing, but I, I don't really, I guess sometimes I, I have like, I use words and I have, you know, ideas and I'm trying to like figure out what I want to do, but uh, typically I can do that through drawings alone. Is your method typically like analog or are you using the computer more than it seems you are? Uh, mostly analog. So I, I do draw um, everything on paper. Like I, I don't have a tablet. Um, I, I wish I could use, I wish I had learned, or, you know, maybe I could still learn how, like how to use a tablet. Cause I know that it can be, I've seen a lot of like incredible work done and there's so much you can do in terms of like, you know, textures and different brushes and all that. But, uh, I just kind of continue to draw as I've always drawn. And then I do scan things in. And then once things are scanned in, I do bring them into Photoshop and from there, I usually add like color and I, I kind of make it more of a, like a final illustration, but I, mm -hmm. I usually do mm -hmm. the, like the line work on paper. Have you ever um, wanted to change your style, but then now feel like locked in to your style or is this, this is you. So it's really whatever. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I look back at work I've done and I like, it has kind of changed. Like I, all my work is archived on Tumblr. And so I can like go back to 2014 and look at it drawing. And I, I can see like where I was at, but like now, like the way I draw this or that has like kind of changed. Like it is like a subtle change, like over time. Um, and I, I don't always enjoy drawing. Like sometimes I like to make collages and I like to do things that aren't illustration like at all. So I'm always kind of, and I, I don't like keep myself from exploring different like methods and different, you know, styles. And so my, my drawing is, you know, still very much the same, but I'm always thinking of like new things. And so my style, you know, will inevitably change over time. Talk to me about your book, Pawn Life, or your most recent. Book. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Pawn Life is a uh, hardcover book. It's published by Perfectly Acceptable Press. It came out in May of 2021. Um, 
so so basically Matt Davis, uh, who's who is uh, the operator of uh, Perfectly Acceptable, just sent me an email. You know, I had created a book with him uh, previously, like a smaller, uh, like a booklet, I would say. And he just sent me an email, like uh, asking if I wanted to make another book and, you know, kind of uh, talked to me about different ideas he had and like the scope and like, you know, it doesn't have to be like a 25 page like zine that's like stapled together. It could be something bigger. And so he did approach me in, I, th I think, 2018. And so I, I like the idea. And, you know, I, I kind of worked quietly on it for years, like a couple years. And it was a change of pace to draw things and not immediately share them like online, because usually if I draw something mm -hmm. and I like it, like I share it within like, you know, a couple hours. But um, I just kind of sat on this like growing pile of drawings and which was kind of fun. Like I, I enjoyed the uh, like, you know, keeping it a secret and not really talking about it and just kind of, you know, having all these drawings for me to look at. And yeah, we uh, started finalizing everything in, I guess, uh, 20, 2020 and like, you know, fall, winter of 2020. And then uh, it all came together and was printed. And uh, it was a lot of fun to work on. Like it was really well made. Um, it's like a proper, you know, book with end pages. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah and it was uh, it was printed with uh, Pantone colors. So there's uh, four, only four inks. But, um, Love it. but I kind of, I've done this with other books where I, I just want to create as many colors as I can with the ink the overlapping yes yeah. and so yeah i think every single page in that book i kind of you know calibrated the colors differently like or just like like manually at that moment and so i i didn't really have like a color palette i just kind of tried to use like the whole like spectrum of like possible colors and so it was a lot of fun to you know i i drew everything and then like you know finalized those but then i went back through and put color into all the drawings and that was really fun to uh, to do, and it looks like really great, and so I'm very happy with it. And we're like, because you're sitting on the work for so long, were, was there a lot of like going back to stuff to try to make things like fit, or like, or were was it like when you're done a drawing that was it? It was gonna go in there. No, I, I kept changing things. Like I, yeah. I mean, eventually I had to send the book to Matt, but I. I was talking to a friend and I just said that I could, you know, I could continue editing this and like adding new pages, but like going back and changing things because, you know, a joke that's funny, you know, in the summer by the winter might not be like as funny, like, and maybe if you erase that and like instead like wrote a few more words and like, you know, change the face, it would be like way better. And so, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I knew that eventually I would have to, you know, stop working. And I, I did, but I, I did do a lot of editing and going back and, and there were a lot of pages. I think there were like 30 or 40 pages that I just had to take out because they maybe weren't funny or they weren't, they kind of lost their, uh, like what I found funny about them or they were just too weird or too strange. And like, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't even like proper jokes. They were just kind of like, strange drawings that I, I thought were <laughs> cool and I, I enjoyed them, but 
you know, I looked at them like 18 months later, I'm like, well, like, I don't, that's kind of confusing. And like, I don't know, like, I, I know that it appealed to me at one point in time, but like, I don't know if this is the right thing, like for, mm-hmm. for a book. And I, I didn't have an editor, like Matt didn't really tell me like, Hey, this is a kind of a weird drawing. Like maybe you could like take that one out. Like, you know, I don't know. He if- just loves you. And it was like, whatever you want. Yeah, And so, you know, I know it helps that an editor, <laughs> like when you're working on a book, it's like, you need someone that's like, Hey, this like chapter is just like really rough. Like you need to, you need mm-hmm. to rewrite the whole thing. Like it just doesn't work. And like, I was trying to be that for myself. And like, you know, I, I did get rid of a lot of drawings that were, you know, not a good fit for the book. Uh, but it is kind of mostly what I decided like should be, you know, in, in that book. So. I mean, that's amazing. I feel like this theme of like control over your work is very prominent. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, I mean, that was one of the things that appeals to me about, you know, small press is like perfectly acceptable because they, you know, send me an email and they're like, Hey, like, uh, I don't know, like, if you want to make a book with us, that'd be great. Like, you can just do whatever you want and, like, send me an email when you're done and we can, like, print it. And it's it's kind of... It's a dream. It's a dream. And it's, like, you know, where I've had other meetings where it's, like, okay, like, we have kind of a title, a working title for you. We kind of have this idea. Maybe you can draw these things. And, like, maybe it's about, like, friendship and self-care. And I'm, like, well, like, I appreciate that you've done this work, but also it's really hard for me to be creative and do something fun when like you've already kind of laid out like the kind of book you would want or like the kind of, you know, mm-hmm. things you want from me or you like, you know, peg me for a, you know, self-care person that is about like taking care of yourself and hydrating and like, that's great. And, you know, that stuff's important, but like maybe, and I have made art about that, but maybe that's not what I want to do at this. Not point. under duress. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like, you know, having like the pressure of like, of like having to do this is like really just takes away all the fun of doing things like that, like immediately. So that, yeah, that changes things a lot. And when we were submitting the book, finally, did you submit it and that was it? Or did you like write another email with a change or like, I tried to be good. I think I, there may have been a couple emails like that, but there were like, uh, I remember going through the files, like, and I, I tried not to because I knew that I would find things, but you know, it's like, oh, like, like this, this person's eye is a little too far apart. And like, maybe it would be better if the face was bigger. And like, you know, you can always look at drawings and see things and you're like, ah, I, I really wish I had like not put that you know, that word, like, or that one line, or I wish I had drawn that thing a little bit better. And so I, I, I did, you know, know that that would be the case. So I tried to preemptively change all those things before I submitted. But even after I did, there were a couple of things, but I, I think I was, I was pretty good. Pretty good. Like I, I tried not. And to- then now I'm sure, I'm sure now looking at it, you think it's great or what, or do are you looking at things and being like, Oh, I should have this or that. No, it's like, it's kind of its own thing and like it's done and like it's, it is what it is. And so maybe at the moment or maybe like, you know, a month or two after I was kind of like feeling about it, but at this point it's kind of been solidified as like a thing. And so it is what it is, like, however it is. So, and I, I've accepted that and I, you know, I don't look through the book and see things and, you know, wish I had changed them. I mean, not that they would, you know, 
I, I would like to have changed them at some point, but it's not really a big deal that, you know, it, it is the way it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. We're going to play a little game. It's called happy or sad. I'm just going to say a thing and you're going to say whether it makes you happy or sad and you can expand upon why or not, okay. you know, up to you. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so first one, uh, eBooks. Sad. Uh, just personally, I mean, I, they're great. Like eBooks are important and lots of people read them and I have nothing against them. Like, I mean, working at a library, like at a public library also, you know, I, I know the value in, in eBooks, but I, I personally don't, don't indulge. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured, (laughs) um, okay. The fast and the furious franchise. Um, I guess that I, I don't think I've ever seen any of those. Like I'm not. Cause this is a weird one. Cause I feel like random people that I would never expect to have watched it, like love it. And it's just like inexplicable. And I, and I'm always like trying to see if like someone who really doesn't seem like they would like it, love it. Yeah. So I thought maybe you'd be like some random person who like loved it, but I guess no, not. <laughs> like, I, I love watching movies. I'm not really one for franchises. Like I don't like, like thinking of all the franchises that exist. Like I just, there's, I can't, I don't know if there's any that I'm like really like into, like I just. Uh, what about back to the future? I mean, sure. I can get behind that. I, I've, I've seen, okay. are there only two of those? Are there there's three the third one is not as good the second one's the best one yeah i mean i I can i enjoy that but like you know like die hard and you know all these other like action movies and james bond and star trek and star wars and all that stuff yeah i was never really into any of that except well maybe star trek but star trek is good i've seen like the tv show next generation is great and like I, I do enjoy that, but like all the movies that have come out, like I just haven't been bothered to watch those. Okay, next one, hard seltzer. Uh, happy. I uh, I love seltzer, seltzer water with lemon. Um, oh, and hard seltzer is in like nude and like the yeah, okay, like yeah. the the. I don't know. There's so many of them now. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy Neutral, them. Nude. I don't like, sometimes they're a little weird. Like I, I feel like I've enjoyed the like gin and tonic ones. Like the root beer ones are kind of weird. Like, you know, the, uh, the, I have never even seen that. There's, but okay. there's so many that have come out and like, honestly, I, I've only tried a handful. Like I, I know that everyone is making them now and they're, they're really popular, but, um, yeah, I, I will enjoy them. You know, like they're, they're, you know, um okay well i think that's it but thank you for chatting with me yeah yeah this has been great in keeping with my new year's theme of slowing down my song choice today is a bit of a soundscape from vancouver's percolator He's got a new, very chill EP out, which is the perfect thing to have an existential crisis to, or just like meditate or whatever. Uh, you know, you do you. Um, from the Desolation EP, here's Blossom by Percolator.
SADCAST is brought to you by SAD Magazine, featuring stories, art, and design by local emerging artists and writers. Our intro and interstitial music is by Shamir. Shamir.